a pinball wizard, he has to be a twist. A pinball wizard, he's got such a supple wrist. He's a pinball wizard, his score shoots even more. Active, which means we're making one recording, and if we're lucky, it'll be uh, a legit recording because it's the only one I'm making. Somebody else wants to record this somewhere, that'd be helpful and nice. Uh, let's see. There's, there's. Uh, um, he knows how that works. Somebody's asking. Uh, Earthling is asking what's uh, what tonight's show's about. Anything we can think of here at a. Squeaky, squeaky tequila. Oop, there we go. Somebody named Earthling on Sing Some More. I wasn't singing. Earthling, you remember that guy? It's yeah? From the, yeah, from the old Beautiful uh, Mystic days. Yeah, really? Yeah. You got a better memory than me. Yeah, he's the guy who's obsessed with uh, the push Like everything right now? Yeah. Oh. Oh. No, no, it's all, we've been broadcasting for like a, almost two minutes now. Oh, good. So they love us talking about the... Are we on? Are we on? Does this mic work? Yeah. Anybody there? No, it, it's working. Right Let me see if I can put this maybe uh, like oh, that. Right, right. So we're right. squeaking the ball because we got this depth of sound. Yeah. Well, you made you made the mic more erect, so maybe it'll work better. Yes. Uh, it might just make, make, make the mic more demanding. Yes. <laughs> So, uh, this weekend was Paramania 2, which we announced, I mean, a few a few times on the show. We don't make a big deal out of it, because if, like, 30, 40, 50, 60 people show up, it will become unwieldy. Um, it has nothing to do with elitism. And so you can figure out how to get your deserves to attend. Yeah, That's so it actually... I like that. that as, as Tim Banal said, to be one, ask one. So, if you ask, you get automatically added to the uh, list... For Paramania, whatever, wherever it happens to be the, uh, that year, this is only the second one. The first one was in Dallas, hosted mm. by Steve Ray, who is here. I was. It was great. Thank you, Steve. Thank you. <laughs> and it grew out of Steve calling me up one time, or at least writing me and saying, if I flew you out here and got you a place to stay, would you talk to some people? And I said, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then uh, Tim Benal got involved, and it turned into a, a, a huge deal. Um and uh, it went off really well last year. Everybody had a lot of fun. We went to some of us went to WrestleMania. We went to a party at a castle. Um, Thanks, Zay. Yes, yeah. and we also went to uh, Aurora to see the Alien uh, Cemetery plot. Got to meet Jim Mars too. Yeah, and Jim Mars um, oh, the airship crash site. Mm -hmm. Jim Mars came out to meet with us and gave us a little talk about it. Uh, and it was a great weekend. It was it was amazing. Um, so this time. Uh, people started asking, when is, where do you want to go this year? And um, I, for some reason, suggested Los Angeles and that I might want to um, host it. And I did. So this year was in L.A. This is the last night. And sitting around the table, I will, I will start with uh, uh, Zach Farr. 
What do you want me to use? Ray Toei? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Walter, Bosley. Yes. Red Pill, Miguel. Yeah. Uh, Josh Cutchin. Adam Gorightly. Yes. Steve Ray. And Carlos Garza back there. Yeah, what a gathering. And uh, um, with a special guest who arrived shortly. Uh, is, he, uh, is he on who? his way? Who? Uh, Tim. Benal? Yeah. So Tim with the Benal. French name? He said earlier it was a French name. Okay. So I'm going to call him Benal from now on. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's, it's, it's French for smokestack is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> the evil tea yeah. of Benal. <laughs> so, yeah, a lot of people showed up and um, even t- t- when we went out to uh, Pasadena Day to Devil's Gate... Uh, my friends uh, Jane and Jared Poyawa showed up, and Jane gave us a tour of the Devil's Gate. I mean, I'm sorry, the uh, Suicide Bridge, and also uh, added a bit to our knowledge of the Devil's Gate area and what had happened there, and the children that disappeared, and one guy got caught, the highway worker that uh, um, was burying these, killing them, and burying them under the highways that were being built around Southern California at the time. Which reminds me, we went to the Museum of Death. We did. That was uh, that seemed like a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was it a great idea? It was kind of depressing, and it was like run by like you know the. It's run by people who say, "Isn't uh, death cool?" They On the mind. other hand, it's there is nothing like it anywhere else, except probably in Japan or Germany or oh, something. What's the most yeah. likely? But it, no, it, it's an amazing collection. But it's I'm not sure if it's a great thing for a group vacation. It's like oh wow, we should uh, this, these driving accidents. This oh. is just oh wow. Mm. Greg's favorite. Uh, we also went to Greg's favorite. The tar pits? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the, the official 2017 uh, Paramania meme is on our is on our page. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking tar pits. <laughs> I hope you kids are happy. Yeah. Well, if, early on, Steve, I think, and t- Tim Benal especially, we're gonna go to tar pits. We gotta go to the tar pits. I've heard about those my whole life. That's those yeah. are incredible. You can't go to Los Angeles and see the tar pits. And I said it's boring. It's a natural source of smoke. <laughs> <laughs> tar. It's a natural source of tar. Like yeah. you find in cigarettes. <laughs> I'll be back. <laughs> be noble. Uh, to be, be honest, honest, I was the only one who would listen to Steve. Okay. I was the only one who would listen to Steve that we should do this, and we did. Nice. But, but I told him yes, I'd do it. But you wanted to make it into a thing where people that listen to Benal and Roddy Mysterioso could actually meet somewhere, hang out, and do fun stuff. We did that in Dallas. It was amazing. Um, the for first, free. All, for like, free. No yeah, charge. that's the other thing. No charge. It's like a, a convention and a hangout. And, you know, the, the speakers and everybody else that are there, they just hang out and go do stuff. Yeah, it's the official, unofficial Paramania Conference Unconference. Yes. 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 It's the leap of faith, as we like to it's say. It's a real leap of faith. We promise nothing. Yeah. Yeah. You don't buy a ticket. You don't get to do anything. No guarantees. You know, there's well, no we, guarantees. Yeah. No money back. And you have to invest the money to come and do it. And <laughs> if you're willing to take the leap of faith, it is an absolutely uh, fucking amazing experience. It, also, uh, I was going to not swear about it. You can go ahead and swear. Yeah, that's fine. Him. So, yeah. So, that, that's what it is. That ever, you know, this year I started the same thing I said last year. Thank you for taking the leap of faith, man. People who yeah, everybody you know, showed up heading into this. It was like, what are we gonna do? What's gonna happen? With, you know, it's just like let's just do it, man. Let's just go and do it, and that's what it is. We had an amazing time again. So, yeah, Adam Go Right is here for God's sake. Just shush. Yep. Walter Bosley's here. Walter Bosley. Yeah, well, we'll go around again. Uh, Adam Go Right is here. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. So yeah, I mean, I don't have anything else to say. That's not right. true. Yes. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's never true. Yes. Yeah, so. Present Zach Farr, 
Prison. Walter Bosley. Ray Toe. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. I say Ray Toa. Toa? Toy? Toy. Toy? Like Ray Toy. Okay. Like a Ray Gun toy. Yeah. Yeah, I think my axe had one of those. Yeah. Red Pill Junkie, also known as Miguel. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The the famous author, Josh Cutchin. Okay. Famous podcaster, Tim Benall. Woo! Even more famous author, Adam Go Rightly. Hey, yo. And super fan and our good friend. Master at Arms. Superman. Yes. yes, Carlos Garza. Yeah, Carlos is oh, our... And, and Steve Ray, of course. Car- Carlos is security detail on every Paramania. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Carlos is our security and just general muscle and hustle. If it goes down, Carlos is our first, last, and only defense against the elements. <laughs> so you had a question for uh, Greg, Zach oh, Farr. No, Zach Culp- Copley had a question, Oh, where is Copley? Oh, he's oh, flying in the air. air. You're going to try and call him from Skype. He's on the plane listening to the show. That's got to be and, the first. Yeah, this live. is yeah, this is this is the uh, the poster child for a good fan. Look at this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. dedicated. Yeah. Ask him how much you paid for the in-flight Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty bucks. Is that the highest altitude your show has ever been listened to? Maybe allegedly live yeah, that we know of. Yeah. This yeah. shows that the show could actually be heard by flying saucers at exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but uh, I will say, I must say though, because we should get it on. Zach Coffee's an animal. He's an, he's an animal. He yeah. is, he's a maniac. P- pound for pound, he's oh, worse he's than a squirrel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah he, he's like a rabbit squirrel. He's like a, a little rabbit, rabbit squirrel. Black squirrel. A rabid black squirrel. Yes. <laughs> like black eyed squirrel. And a true and a true <laughs> wonderful <laughs> wonderful human being. Yeah, I so, love he's, that. He's a mensch. He is a mensch. Yes. 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 Yeah. He's awesome. He has hidden depths. Hidden depths. Layers. That's layers. Like yeah. <laughs> layers and depths. So, Zach, if you've got that question, send it through the Facebook. You put if it they on allow you on the plane uh, to do that, which I'm sure they do, they would, and if they didn't, you shouldn't fly that uh, that uh, air, airline anymore. So you're going to do an emergency. Virgin America. Does staring at the Facebook post waiting for his question to manifest feel a little bit lo- like looking at a planchette on a Ouija board yeah, just yeah. waiting <laughs> for it to happen? Come on. Are start moving. Start, start moving. Wait, wait. Oh, no. <laughs> we're getting a little dumb. The, the summoning of Copley. I'll see if I can get it up before he does. Yeah. Well, that's what uh, she uh, said. Uh, <laughs> show up. Uh, I set you up for that one. It's, uh, it's, uh, that was, uh, okay, that was... I got his question. Oh, we had a celebrity sighting on the strip. All right. Hold he on. says, I want to bring up the topic of tulpamancy combined with conspiracy theories which would be uh, and I yeah I want to bring up the topic of tulpamancy combined with conspiracy theories which I believe may explain some of the recent dystopian power blows we've been taking but if not this time maybe another so okay, it's too Trump, heavy Trump yeah yes yes no even more specifically just like a topsy turvy political tulpa like chaos, chaos, chaos. Kangaroo court co- total. Oh, oh, like the manifestation of all progressive fears. Okay. <laughs> I'm just the I'll asshole. be right back. I'm just the asshole letter reader. <laughs> Check the mailbag for another Rogen one. says, weird hearing everyone live. So Rogen's listening. Rogen! Hey, Rogen! Rogen. Oh, te- I Rogen, uh, te- uh, Oh, I think Steve, no, you didn't write me. Never mind. You, you can uh, sit back no, when you talk. Otherwise, you'll be the loudest. Oh, wait, you want to be the loudest person? Oh shit! Sorry. It's okay. Okay, there's our there's our our levels, which are great. Everybody's hearing. Um, uh, but as, as far as uh, Zach's thing, I, it it points directly to the how much do we create from the mishmash of the d- whole general mishmash 
Um, and I, I am, I'm starting to think it's a lot. Well, you know, it's interesting because, you know, the power of positive thinking is kind of a very actually, negative it's a, thinking. A, well, it's, 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 it's a surprisingly <laughs> yeah. sort of new age concept that, like, most people in America practice. And if there's anything to it, then, like, there's, there's would, I would assume, be power to negative thinking. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, like, the uh, the insecurities of the progressive well, agenda all, like, coalescing into Donald well, Trump. Well, and Trump is very much one of these, like, you know, these... um. Uh oh, it's getting political. No, 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 no. Okay. Tr- no, Trump, no. Tulpas. No, this is right. this is apolitical because Trump is um, not a politician. No, I, I'm, let me finish my sentence. Trump is very much a practitioner of the envision your goal and it will manifest for you sort of philosophy, oh. even though it only manifests for you. Right. Right. Kind of like what Steve said is what if what if the 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 left created the Trump Tulpa and vice versa, the right created the Hillary Tulpa. <laughs> That's, that, I like it. So each, or, or we, we created our own demons. Yes, and we're, and we're keeping them alive by our, our emotional attachment to them. Yes. Yeah. So it yes. might, uh, like, even have sort of like a chain reaction of anxiety on the non-Trump side. Like, oh my gosh, what's he doing? What's he doing? And just feeding the flames like a, a critical mass. Yeah. Also, yeah. South Park, by... Uh, did sort of a like you know a Hindu sacrifice of the god to itself by showing Donald Trump being fucked to death by Mr. Garrison, who then yes. became Donald Trump, uh, while Donald Trump had already won the election while doing the safety dance, and thus he was like <laughs> killed and immortal and safe. Did you do the safety dance? Yeah, yeah, that, that was yeah. what. Yeah, so you was Look, no, man no, no, man without hats. But, but that was in a South Park thing, and that really was. Like, they did sort of, like, you know, is there not something to the Hindu sac- god sacrificing himself to himself? Or am I... Wait, is this, does this work? Oh, no, I was laughing at a kind of a political scene. Look, I don't know. I mean, I feel oh, uh, it goes farther back than, than the, the current situation with the Trump and the rest of the crummy politicians we have in power. For example, I look at this, uh, your room, Steve. Mm-hmm. And the whole, this whole design of this building, mm-hmm. you know, which is very 1950s, 1960s, modernist, futurist. The design of this building speaks of an era in which there was a sense of optimism. Give them an raise. You know, yeah. of hope Word. for the wonderful things that the future was. Going Try to again, bring. Zach. Sorry. Yeah. You know, the mm-hmm. end of hunger, the end of, uh, you know, the, the colonization of the, of the moon and other planets, you know. Moving forward. Progress shall conquer want and all shall be well. Yeah. And then, I don't know, something happened in the 1970s and 1980s. 63. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 63 was the assassination. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You could go back and say, you know, 1963, the assassination of JFK brought about this end of innocence to the American public (coughs) and I dare say also to the rest of the world. It was... Very impactful. Uh, in Josh is not drunk yet, Rogan. even in Mexico, right? So yeah, um, what it is you see nowadays in, in every science fiction movie, the portrayal of dystopias and see how the world is going to go to hell, you know? And the birth of conspiracy theory. It's, yeah, exactly. Yeah, after JFK, nobody believed anything. Yeah, the zombie apocalypse, you know, alien invasion. And then as soon as people were starting to come out of that, right? Yeah. Challenger happens. See, yeah. I think Challenger was the the blow to the psyche. Yeah. It was finishing off the JFK because JFK blow. kicked yeah. off the American space program, and here you had the, the shuttle was the new era, and it was still going. And by killing, by by sabotaging the shuttle, 
Um, they put the final nail in the coffin in their view of that JFK. Is it so, oh, and it, it almost feels like we're seeing like a reverse half life of disasters and, and, and stuff going wrong, right? Like it's the, they're coming closer and closer together. Maybe uh, um, maybe there were probably disasters that I'm, maybe like a booster shot of misery. Like yeah, well, that's what president was. And, and then, and then again, and then again, uh, mm. what is it? Sixteen years later, it starts to wear off again. And what do they do to it? Nine eleven. Yep, it's so. It's, I don't know if you guys have seen uh, together, the man. movie Tomorrowland. Yes. So I saw that movie and I said, yes, that's what's happening. Uh, people who want to find solutions to our problems, they kept saying, no, there's no solutions. We're all fucked, no matter what we do. And perhaps getting back to Zach's idea of uh, manifesting our, our thoughts into reality, yeah, we're currently, all of humanity is manifesting the world, the, the idea that the world is coming to an end. Perhaps if we started to have a more optimistic opinion, we could, at the very least, try to have a, enter a perspective in which we could start tackling our problem once again. And, and I, I see sort of in this too a little bit of a magical lust for results kind of thing working because we're we're trying to not dwell on these things but they are programs that are running in the background on our desktop the entire time so our subconscious is really internalizing those and sort of manifesting on those those uh, fears like oh, Walter's right. finger is reading okay okay <laughs> just let, let's have fun with something here for a second notice a, a lot of the stuff we're talking about post World War two and and therefore you could say post Roswell. Okay, I'm going to mention the R word. What if God, not the R. What if an extraterrestrial like race that wanted to destroy us because they want the planet? What if they came here and they planted something in our psyche that started us on this dystopian? Oh, everything's falling to shit. Oh, everything bad to get us to perfectly capable of doing it ourselves. The only thing that I don't like about that on a like a like a theological theological psychological weapon. The only thing I don't like about it on a physical, philosophical level is that it implies that we don't have the capacity to be complete and total shitbags. No, they you, yeah. they took that capacity that we had and they planted their little psychic weapon so that we could that we would finally use that capacity against ourselves. Maybe in, they accelerated it. So subliminal nice. psyops. Yeah, you, 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 they gave they, accelerated they, they, they gave the recovering alcoholic a drink. Yes. Yeah. Day to day. And every time we start to recover, they give us another one. I don't know if I like this they. Well, there's always a they. Well, there has always been a they. Therefore, faithful. But are you you mean like a sinister force, or or are they blue with feathers? They. I don't want to be grayest. Yeah. Or are they short and wearing green? They. (laughs) (laughs) Top of the board into you. (laughs) Give me a few moments. I'm going to step in the next room. The bubble's going to take me away to the the space station on Ganymede, and I'll come back with your answer. Okay. Take a jacuzzi from the galactic. (laughs) No, Walter can go in there and um, and imitate a racehorse. How sensitive is that game on the mic? <laughs> well, I'll walk the mic in there. That's the water fountain. That's the water fountain, guys. Steve's honeymoon suite has a water fountain. <laughs> <laughs> These doors closed. It doesn't matter. It's, uh, it's... Oh, I gotta, I gotta reload my. Uh, there's probably eight thousand comments here now on the uh, running stereo. So yeah, no, no, on the uh, chat room. Yeah, they're losing their minds, right? There we go. What are they saying? What are they saying? 
Bosley, uh, latest off-planet civilization news. This is from Earthling. What about undersea locations or deep tunnels? Still better than Mars or the moon? We should do Wait, that. What, what, what is the home of the mean people? What's the latest off-planet civilization news that you know of? Uh, well, would Antarctica fall into that? Yeah, I think so. I think there is something going on, obviously, like everyone else does. Yeah. Um, he puts a video about that recently. Oh, there's a bunch well, of questions. Yeah, see, okay. I was told in 1996 the stuff we've been hearing about the last couple of years. The same stuff. And I remember telling Joseph Farrell about this a few years ago, that, hey, I was told that there's a big-ass hole down there, and um, they found a huge... <laughs> a big-ass hole, man. That's oh, wait, that's a, a big asshole. Uh, 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 there's a, a big hole. hole. A big-asshole. There's a big hole down there. Richard Dawkins has been down there. And there's giant machinery that's, that's very ball. ancient, <laughs> and that it scared the hell out of they who discovered it. Now, I was told this in 96 or 97. they again. And that it was found sometime in the uh, late 50s. And then in the last few years, we've been hearing about, you know, the hole and what's under there and blah, blah, blah. So I'm inclined to think, okay, there's something to this. I mean, it's not original with me by any means, but I mean, I'm in that camp that says there's got to be something under that ice. Hmm. You know, something more than just terrain. In the realms of possibilities. Yeah, sure. but, but the thing is, with all these luminaries, you know, all the joking aside, I mean, you've had, you know, all these people, these world leader types and these others that have been just been, they're going to see something down there. What is it, you know? And why are we being told they're going... Here's the thing, if it's so friggin' secret that we can't be told what it is, why are they reporting when... So, you know, Kerry goes there on election day, when uh, Buzz Aldrin goes there, when uh, Carol, the the patriarch, goes there, when, I mean, why do we get the reports of all these people going there, but we're not being told what they're being shown, what they're being seen? Why is that? I don't know. Well, to give people fodder for uh, conspiracy theories. Yeah, as a, as a cheap distraction. And, well, uh, but why would they do that? Of all the friggin' places on the planet, hey, let's, let's pull, you know, one on people in... Well, because all you have to do is just disclose that they're going there because there's no reason to go there. So it's, yeah. Yeah. it's, like, it's like a breadcrumb that distracts yes. the people who would look so elsewhere. So is there something there that's getting ready to be revealed? No. Or Tom DeLonge knows. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but only, he'll only tell you who buys t-shirts. Yeah. 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 He'll tell you. So. The, 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 the secret <laughs> machines expanded the extended universe. Yeah, Cinematic it's... universe, yeah. So, I've missed out on these Antarctica visitations. What's going on? It's been covered in the media. Oh, yeah, check it out. Google it or whatever. You'll see that in the last year or so, there's been a bunch of people. Like John Kerry went there on election day. Um, Buzz Aldrin has been there. Kirill the Patriarch, he's like the Eastern Orthodox Pope. Um, I mean, numerous others have gone down there in the last, last year or less. And... Nobody's really saying why. Yeah, with, with a conspicuous lack of explanation, or maybe yeah. like to like for a scientist's birthday, like some trivial. Yeah, because excuse. look, going down to the South Pole, Antarctica is not an easy place to get to. No, that's a very difficult as places go on the Earth to go. It's a very difficult place to get to. It requires all this coordination, you know, all this all this uh, uh, trouble, this logistics, and you know, not just anybody yeah. is usually allowed to go there. What's, and yet, what's the cover story? It, it, you know, usually some, oh, Carol's going to go down and say a prayer at the Eastern Orthodox Chapel that's down at the South Pole. Um, or, you know, Buzz Aldrin is just Buzz Aldrin, you know. That's a thing? 
Well, the Eastern Orthodox name? Chapel at the South Pole? They're, yeah, the Eastern Orthodoxy has a chapel at the South Pole. Huh. Yeah, there's like chaplains on submarines. They'll have chapels right, in uh, the research places. places. Yeah, something. <laughs> you, you know, it's a season's months at a time. What's that? Yeah, but it seems like yeah. Yeah. You know, okay. and, 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 and on an election day, there's other the questions. It's so like a Russian research base. South America, you know, or the South Pole. Yeah, I've been hearing this while doing coast to coast duties. Otherwise, I'd have never heard any of this. You know, I'm surprised they haven't like they haven't couched it in like a climate change narrative. Yeah, Carrie may have been. Isn't that where all the seed banks are? No, that's in Greenland. Yeah, those are actually Carrie's was couched in the climate. But people pointed out, wait a minute, Secretary of State, he can just order that data and sit there at his desk and watch it. What the hell? What the hell is physically about? Antarctica. Why do you have to see it with your eyes? He had to go see it with his eyes. That's the thing. Now, some people have said this. Uh, and, and you can imagine there's all the crazy shit about, you know, oh, it's where the aliens come through the portal and, uh, you know, back to yeah. the blue bubbles taking you to the Galactic Federation yeah. base to get your briefing. Um, Is there a NIMSA thing with this? Oh, yeah. I would say... Hit me with the NIMSA. Therefore, NIMSA. <laughs> yeah, therefore, NIMSA. I would say only to the extent that any, you know, World Bank stuff. Right. You know, is, I'm not saying NIMSA. I'm not saying NIMSA, but it's NIMSA. But it's The idea is that, like, an, an organization that um, insidious and powerful would be involved in anything that is happening of this scale, kind of, right? Well, I, I say it could be. Could be. Not well, necessarily. I mean... If it, if it yeah. is some, let's say, let's go that, you know, if it is some massive, serious geophysical issue, mm. something dangerous and scary, you know, that could affect the whole planet right. beyond the climate change thing. I'm talking like some, you know, whatever. If you keep speaking, come closer. Oh. It, it, is there any evidence for like a, a massive uh, volcano under Antarctica or anything? See, that that right there could be, a, it could be like, a, what's the, like the... Caldera, they're worried Under about Yellowstone? Yosemite. Or it could be. Well, yeah. we know that there's all, all these big ass uh, like holes that keep appearing in Siberia. Right? Yeah. And also the Hitler's flying saucers came out. That's the other thing. Greg, uh, you want to take questions on monitoring the uh, radio material? Oh, so, anyway. Yeah, thank you, thank yeah I, 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 I've been looking it, at. It's something sure. to look at the NRA. I've been looking at uh, uh, Earthling has asked some stuff and. Um, uh, we can move on to other questions. We could walk, talk about this forever. Yeah. What's RPJ doing online with UFOs now? Where is he post? Where, where is he posting or talking presently? The well, right here, right now. Yeah. Besides, uh, right here and now. Uh, I'm trying to. Uh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me. Uh, Earthling, uh, wait for next month when we and I mean by, by we I mean Greg, Josh. I and other, other authors are going to release a book titled UFOs Reframing the Debate that is was edited by our good friend Robbie Graham who published Silver Screen Saucers and it's a collection of essays, an anthology that I'm hoping that it will make a whole lot of enemies. <laughs> You know, both in the believer camp and also in the skeptic side, you know. But I've, uh, for, for the people like us who are in the excluded middle, hopefully it will give them more thought. You know what, something, I look at that book and look at all the uh, essays in it, and there's a lot of non-linear, non-physical, non-nuts and bolts, non-ETH, uh, non not, but the thing, yeah, non-dogmatic thinking. 
and the thing is, there's a lot of arguments to be made for, well, where does this leave the physical stuff? And my, you know, the only thing I can think of when I hear that is, one, no, it doesn't answer everything. If you want something that answers everything, you're crazy. And two, not many people pay attention to it, although it seems like there's a groundswell of a lot of people paying more attention to what is known as the psychosocial hypothesis. Um, although this is, this, I think a lot of stuff in this goes beyond that. It's more like how do we interact with it, and more importantly, what do what does the um, uh, what do the witnesses say if you actually listen to them and stop asking them leading questions? Yeah, and even more than that, uh, what I uh, keep feeling is that if you go and make the proposition, a hey, UFOs are real. If you're honest with yourself, you can tend to admit the proposition B. If UFOs are real, then we don't really know what reality is. Yeah. I feel that is the main, almost the main purpose of the UFO phenomenon. I feel there is a, 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 a level of absurdity about all of this. Yeah. And I, I myself suspect that the, the, it's an absurdity by design. That yeah. In order to shake us up and in order to uh, compel us to look uh, at our world, into uh, a different uh, frame, uh, uh, mind frame or, 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 or perspective, in order to find other explanations or other theories or other ways to to understand a reality that might, you know, bring about uh, a quantum leap into, I don't know, uh, uh, our uh, not only our scientific development, but also probably our, our even our evolutionary level. There's a there's a taste of the valet control mechanism in there too. You know, that yeah, you sure. just talked about. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, valet yeah. talks about a, a, a what do you call it? A, well, a, a social thermostat. Yeah. You know, I see it as a chaotic catalyst. You know, something that is meant to boost uh, 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 what is already in humanity in a very subversive way from the bottom up instead of a top down as all you know great revolutions happen mm -hmm. and yeah that, that that's why i feel that speaking about oh well what about the physical aspect it's it's looking at at the problem in the wrong way you know it's 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 viewing it in a very very narrow framework what we need to do first is broaden our perspectives uh, let's uh, okay, yeah, Earthly. Yeah, I, I, I want to like move through some of these questions. There's a lot of them. Anyone know much about tulpas? What is with tulpas suddenly everywhere? That's what I want to know. It's a trend. And originally came trendy. From, it yeah, become trendy again. Yeah. What was what was the real purpose? And I th I think if you read uh, Magic and Mystery in Tibet by Alexander David Neal, that's where most of those. In fact, probably all of the tulpa. Tulpers. <laughs> I saw some ads online for Paramania 2017 saying that the tulpa would be there, and now we're getting questions like, "How come the tulpa's not here?" It's maybe it's a, a shill. <laughs> but it, it was tulpas or shills? Yes, I think they're real. Then they're the original idea of manifested thought forms I, that uh, people I knew in the 90s started throwing about. Never mind. I thought I had something, but well, okay. So I was. I got say nothing. That, I was going to say that, like, I, I hate to say it because I think that 
uh, Alexander David Neal is not unimpeachable in terms of her credibility. She's very. Oh, good, I'm, not, I'm not. But yeah, it almost, it's, it's it almost a, has the mouthfeel of something that was misunderstood because you don't see it in a lot of other stuff. Now, of course, yeah. the flip side of that is that a or, lot of, presumably a yeah. lot of the texts aren't translated. Yeah. Or yeah. it was just in the set she was at, and they were only doing it for a little while, or it was a minor thing that people kind of said, "Well, you can mess with that, but that's not really part of what's going right. on." As if somebody was saying speaking in tongues is all Christianity. No, it's just a little tiny <laughs> yeah, little bit. Yeah, yeah, it's like a That's um, a tiny little sect where it's about. It, it definitely like has... But it speaks to a lot of things people are talking about. It, it's it's weird to me that you don't find it... I won't, I won't say anywhere else, but like you do not find it a lot of places, that's for sure. Uh, and by it in a lot of places, you don't find thinking about in, tulpas in other. No, I, I mean, I mean, like you don't find Western descriptions of this tradition in the in, in Buddhism that much. Um, no, I mean outside, I, outside of outside of what she wrote. Yeah, outside of what she wrote, there's not too much on yeah, it. That was that was the thing that, with, that, I, was that I know. Thing with, like uh, amongst ethnologists or anthropologists, yeah, yeah, she's just, the only one who found them. She's the only one who reports them. It's it's it's. I mean, it's thin on the ground. That's for sure. I mean, there's not a lot of stuff about tulpas that I've been aware of, at least. So again, I'm, this the reason I hesitate is because I maybe this is my you know this is my accent yeah. grind. But um, I feel like something that fantastical would have. Would have been covered a little bit more than it has, and it's it's what's well, the reason that you know I think Chris O'Brien said to uh, was it uh, was Weatherly right that you know you, a book on Tulpas would be good, but maybe it's a little bit thin. Now, to granted, he's been able to find more than enough material, but part of that's because he's sort of taking his own research into thought forms and that sort of you know golden dawn idea and sort of run with that. Um, yeah. But in terms of like non, you know, non paranormal social club <laughs> talk <laughs> about Tulpas, it's it's not it's not. You don't, you don't see it that much, right? Yeah. yeah. What about the Philip experiment? Well, yeah. Yeah. Hold on, Everybody's hold on, into that now to the point where I heard it brought up on Art Bell. Yeah. Conjuring up Philip. What? Adam had something to say, I think. Well, that's <laughs> the word, Tulpa, but going on with, what? like, Trevor James Constable and... Right, but I'm, I'm specifically speaking to, like, the, 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 Tulpa, the Tulpa tradition, because presumably there would be a tradition in, like, the Buddhist faith. Yeah, that that specific niche of what was going on. I mean, like you see th- the idea of thought forms a lot of times. I mean, like yeah, okay. Alan Moore, Alan Moore saw Constantine, you know, that sort of thing. That's what I'm um, saying. Yeah, yeah. but like in terms of that tr- specific tradition, like I, you don't see that in you don't see that you don't see a lot of people talking about the, the specifically tulpa tradition. They told the tradition of you know the tulpa in Buddhist uh, you know practice conjuring thought forms. Yeah, you, you see it. You see it elsewhere reflected in other ideas. But anyway, that's yeah. What year did, and I have this book literally at my bedside right now, but what year did uh, she write uh, Magical Mystery into that? In the 20s? Teens, 20s? Something yeah, like something that. like that. Very early in the 20th century. Before before yeah. the 40s, for sure. Yeah. Pre-Walter Gibson in the shadow. Yeah, that's a, that's a similar story. You hear those, too. So, yes, I, I, I totally get what you're saying, Adam. It's, it's, it's not that you don't see these very, very applicable stories of these. It's just... I feel like the earliest writing of this concept in the West was kind of probably Alexander David Neal, and you don't see it reflected in a lot of other ethnographies or even you know. I, w- I would love to talk to a uh, to a uh, scholar of, of of a Buddhist scholar, you know, some, some an academic who's made that their sort of axe to grind. Right. A couple and, of people have brought that up on on the list and on yeah. Facebook for writing Mysterioso. They're saying, well, where the hell did this come from? Why is it important? And is it well sourced to the point where it wasn't just something somebody made right. up, or the speaking in tongues thing, which kind of makes the most sense to me right now? Um, um, the the idea that 
Greg said that just because a, a Christian sect speaks in tongues, it doesn't mean it necessarily represents a widespread practice amongst a religion. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. It's, so, uh, it also like, doesn't mean it's not effective. It or, right, or effective yeah, for, yeah. The, for the practitioner. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, on previous night's discussions here in the... Um, at Paramania 2017. 20, Paramania 2017 here in uh, the Beverly Laurel Motor Hotel. Motor, motor in Los Angeles, right? California. It's a motor hotel. Okay. Motor uh, there was talk of the, like, the supernatural is information that can't take action and physical folks, they take yeah. action without information. That was so, what Laird Scranton said to Sarai on Where Did the Road Go. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. So if like the UFOs are like... Some of them want to be scary, like like I'm the scary form of your mom or something, and uh, in hopes that people obsess on them, and then the attention uh, like leaks out of the humans and goes where it's directed and grows. Perhaps the UFOs are we're going to move in impossible ways to get y'all to pay attention to us. Uh, that would be like another version of. Yes, like we're going to manifest little to go and soak up more energy. It would be funny if tulpas themselves manifested in just this one person to get the rest of us to pay attention to the concept of tulpas and thus bring tulpas themselves into existence. So almost almost along the lines of like the other, whatever that may be, uh, said that this person's doing an ethnography at this point in time. Here's my, here's my chance to get into the spotlight. You know? Here's our end. Yeah. 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 yeah, Aaron Dava in your own uh, show uh, Greg talked about the, this idea of trying to come up with some kind of like Darwinian uh, theory. Oh, meaning of, yeah, of the paranormal. Uh, yeah, like know. if we didn't, if it, it would have been evolved out of us if we weren't supposed to be experience it, seeing it, and thinking, and and even have it part of like something somebody talks about. Yeah, it, was it, it would be a bit of it, his idea would be evolutionary bred out of us if we weren't. If it wasn't important in some way. Yes, the, 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 there should be some kind of like evolutionary Darwinian fitness. There's a horse. On the human. <laughs> the Beverly Laurel has amazing to, water to, pressure. For CFC entities at the same time. I'm my own show. Yeah. The, the, we are like humus homo sapiens. Uh, we are biological holds to these entities, you know, like... Or symbiotes. Yeah, symbiotes, or or, or, well, or if you want to see them as parasites. Parasites. You know, we are part of their... We're the host. Their cycle, the same way that, I don't know, rats or, or, or mosquitoes are part of, of the cycle of some other, you know, organisms. Every time I hear something, I'm kind of like, we're creating a model that makes sense to us, but that's all we can do. Sure, I mean, <laughs> we're... No, I would no like to reject choice. the models that make sense to us too. At the same time that we're trying to use them mm-hmm. and realize that they may be wrong, but we everybody wrong. sitting here realizes that wrong. Mm-hmm. No, but, but, but it's, it's a very we weird thing like that to just you know to change our perspective. It's like your favorite saying: "It defies language." How are we going to uh, dis- uh, describe, interpret? We we only have what we know. I know, but I, my my the point is, to us, yeah. Uh, step back from it for a minute. Stop uh, trying to make it what it is and see what happens. Be be patient and non-attached and see what happens. Yeah. Not everybody has to do that. It's like I said, I say these things and they're not rules; they're suggestions. It's like someone tried this out and let us know how it worked. It yeah. uh, the like the thing is, I'm a cheerleader. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> the way that you. Have it. You describe it without needing it to make sense. Is you just record what happens? Because if you say, "Oh, and then uh, you know it climbs up the wall and hops over to the next building," that's a shorthand uh, for things that we see all the time. You know that uh, we're mapping 
uh, concepts that work onto this. And that we're filling in a lot of details that way. That makes it easy to remember, but if we just describe what happens, it takes a lot more space. It's not easy to remember, but it would be, that's how we analyze it without needing it to make sense. Here's an idea I want to run through you guys. I mean, because we're talking about, yeah, trying to make sense of these phenomena through the limits of our language and also obviously through the, the, the limits of our biological brains. So what happens when human beings start to upgrade their brains through uh, transhumanist technologies, you know, enhancing our capacity of perception, enhancing our capacity of data processing, would that also change our perception of paranormal phenomena? Ghosts and machines you're looking for? No, what, what I think he's saying. Will, will cyborgs be able to see UFOs the same way that we do? Or will they see different UFOs? Maybe. If yeah, maybe if they were uh, replicants, I don't know about regular robots. You know that. Uh, it, and we could get something that would like lend us vision into another like spectrum. Yeah. Tim knows about sound. Yeah. I thought that was part of the homey ambiance, the familiarity of the ufological community. Right there. So yeah, I mean uh, pressure. Yeah, we, we perceive this phenomena through our, for example, you see a UFO. You're seeing through a very narrow uh, slit of... And we also hear a very limited aspect. And we have to infer the shape of the saucer. Yes. And the stream of its propulsion, you know, even though it's a, you know, just, it's very, we have to infer a lot. Hey, uh, Carlos, you're like to, to watching the uh, questions there. What's another? What's another one that uh, has been thrown up? All right, uh, guest six three four, who is shy, I guess, manifesting a tulpa. I believe a personal attachment of the masters, and also an accident of consciousness in some cases. I have manifested a couple of people in front of me in my life, but the moment I realize they are there, they disappear. So it happens, and is probably an ordinary human power but so buried and accidental that it's accidental in most cases, but so buried. In other words, we have the power to manifest topos. All of us have it, but we don't know we have it. And when we discover that we have it, it disappears. Yeah, we have the power to manifest them, but to, to control them is another story. Yeah, control exactly. is different. It, it, like paranormal, it's, it's mostly accidents. You're, you're mutant. You can't control your mutant powers because Charles Xavier is not here to train you. Mm-hmm. Hmm. What do these guys do that manifest in front of guest 634? Are they like, I mean, are they on the sidewalk or are they in the house? Uh, guest 634 doesn't say. Well, just wondering. Cool. Hopefully is, uh, they will, listening and they will answer. Is guest 364, 634, what is it? Yes, guest 634. Is guest 634 a tulpa? <laughs> ah. How would you know? Wouldn't that suck to know you were a tulpa? And Maybe then you have to keep wait, being wait, wait, wait a minute. Once you realize you're a tulpa, would you cease to exist? Maybe we're no, tulpas. you have to keep the hints of yourself to uh, keep the interest. You have to re- keep replicating yourself through the recently released uh, idea. Many people Nines. who read novels, they <laughs> then listen to the voice of the they listen to the voice of the of the characters in their head. So you know. Mm-hmm. Auditory hallucinations are actually more common than we are led to believe. Oh. 
So is that not like a precursor to an actual, you know, tulpa, something that runs independent uh, of yourself? And also, what is, we're talking about thought forms, what is then uh, what we now call a psychosis? What is it, what, what we call a schizophrenia is hearing voices that are, quote-unquote, are not there. Schizophrenia. Or, yeah, yeah, schizophrenia, and, and seeing things that are, quote-unquote, not there, you know. Might, might not the, that be some kind of, like, uh, tulpa manifestation that is only uh, valid to a single yeah, it's person. the second time it's asked, though. So. But that would be interesting if, like, a real hardcore chemical imbalance in your brain would tip you over into a different universe. Uh, actually, Dr. Colin Ross has done uh, pretty good like statistical studies of degrees of childhood trauma and how those correlate to instances of schizophrenia, depression, uh, dissociative identity disorder, multiple personalities, and uh, ex- and paranormal phenomena, and that's uh, or perceptions of paranormal phenomena. And yeah, the more you like, the more people are abused, the more traumatized they are, the more likely they are to have pretty much all of those categories. Yeah. Well, this is a liminal thing that sort of that uh, Ritzman was talking about a couple and, weeks ago on the show. And, and forgive me if I if this is something that's been covered, but like it's everything's been covered. She will. Please repeat. I'm going home. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, flying standby back to Georgia. Um, <laughs> it, it, it ties into the shamanic thing that's, that's been covered. Childhood trauma, like even if it's. Yeah, some sort of like uh, parent or guardian or uh, you know administered trauma. It sort of ties into that sort of shamanic awakening thing, like the idea that going through awful things opens up something in you. Yeah. It's a part of the cult to right. shamanize, yeah. and theoretically part of the way to make a monarch uh, agent is to traumatize folks when they're young. So, yeah. is, monarch, thing, yeah. is monarch a shaman factory? <laughs> I mean, I, w- I, w- I would double down on that and say yes, but like I know that I have views that aren't always. And <laughs> <laughs> Earthling asked twice already, um, which I think is a good question. Um, uh, what occult practice any of you do or have seen or, or seen work personally? Sigils with details. Really? Sigils. How sigils? Um, I mean, it's sort of the Grant Morrison, and, and also why do you think it worked? That'd be a good, good corollary to that question. Oh well. Uh, I've never, I've not done, totally done sigils, um, but uh, the, sort of the Grant Morrison technique of writing a sentence that's very much um, declarative. In other words, uh, the idea that um, this is from Peter Carroll's book, actually years ago, from Chaos oh, well, Magic. It, yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah. But so yeah, that's why I first started. It. Well, there, there, there's some stuff. And that's some, from There's some new stuff that I'm, I would like to graft on here. But like the idea that you write out a declarative statement that is in the present. So yeah. I have, I have my. I am I am at my dream job. I'm at my ideal weight. Oh, okay. I, oh, this is different. The Grant Morrison's different. He's actually assu- you're assuming that it's a, a, already there, which makes it a little stronger. Um. Well, obviously the ideal weight one hasn't hasn't paid off. Um. But uh, <laughs> maybe this is your ideal weight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm built for comfort, not for speed, folks. Um. <laughs> but. Uh, I've been the great Morrison technique in the fact that once you take that sentence, you take all the vowels out, you take all the repeated letters out, put it together, and and uh, sort of uh, graph it into something that is no idea. Um, graph it into something that is um, aesthetically pleasing to you, um, and something that I've picked up from uh, Gordon White. Who, <laughs> guess what? Josh Uncle is talking Lord. about Go- Uncle Gordy. Uncle Gordy. 
Um, something Gordon White has suggested is the idea of shoaling. So if you look at like the behavior of fish or taxi cabs or whatever, if they tend to sort of clump together. So his idea is that you, it, amongst your sigils, which usually you fire off like five or six because you sort of want to have sort of this group mentality, you say something that is already there. So, or something in the future that you know is going to happen. Like his example is, I will, I'm eating spaghetti tonight. Yeah. yeah. And you know, it's going to happen. You're going to make spaghetti. Yeah, and uh, well, you complete it, that circle because you already right. got it, and that's a simple way of yeah, uh, and, yeah. yeah, totally. And and the the idea is that the thing that is is going to happen that you are in control of shoals these other ideas. He calls it the Robo Fish because well, we can get into that later. I know what you're saying. Totally yeah. Caesar's idea, yeah, but the idea that it sort of pulls these other things along. Yeah. Um, now, why do I think it works? Um, I had this. I had this. Um, I was looking for a keyboard player for a band, and I wrote, "I have a keyboard player." interested in the blues band, because his other idea is that you do it in stages, right? You don't say, I am playing at the Greek tonight. <laughs> you say, I, I, I want this person, this personnel in place. And after you say that, um, so if, if you do it sort of incrementally like that, um, it has more chances to actually manifest. I got an, a keyboard player interested in my band very quickly. Um, the thing is, of course, in that sort of magical way, he was not interested the next time. <laughs> he was like, yeah, I'm too busy. So I was like, it worked, but it, it does that magical thing. You know, be careful what you wish for. I wish I was, I wish I, um, um, I, you know, I, I, I want to, I want a sandwich and you turn into a sandwich, that sort of thing. No, that doesn't make any sense. Make but, me a sandwich. No, make, me, yeah, make me a sandwich. That's, that's the example. Make me a sandwich and you turn into a ham sandwich. That sort of thing. Um, so that's, that's the, pra that's the practice that I think is the easiest to get into by far. Um, and and usually you have this sort of beginner's luck thing happen. Yes, um, that happens with everything. Well, not yeah. everything, but a lot of it. Because you're not overthinking it, right? Right out the bat, you know. You're just trying. Like, I hope it's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen, and I try not to have preconception about it. And that's kind of a perfect storm. Yeah, and it's hard to recreate that again in the same way where I said one time I had a satori experience where I turned off, I stopped assigning as an exercise, stopped assigning meaning to every every sensory input. Particularly auditory input because I was you know, I was just lying down at night. Like I heard a nightingale. That's not a nightingale. That's just a noise. I heard a car go by. That is not a car. That is just a noise going by. And at the one point where I realized that I stopped assigning meaning to all input, I had this like white light. What? And I went, Oh my god! And it shut it off. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the same thing. It's problem with yeah. that. Yeah. In in a certain way with that uh, remote viewing is that way. Well, yeah, Remember yeah. Where your first time is great. It's yeah. great. It's spectacular. Incredible. Yeah. yeah. Same uh, thing with uh, inducing out of body experiences. Uh, as soon as you realize you're right, having you jump one, back you in, jump yeah. back yeah. in. Yeah. Because yeah. because the consciousness is like the uh, the boss who doesn't know what your job really is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah, it's like it starts to, to micromanage. Yeah. So that's yeah yeah. As yeah, opposed to the subconscious, which yeah. is like, look, I got a degree in this. I know how to you know yeah. make a poster. There, there. So, also, the, the first time you do it, the um, perhaps the flavor of the attention you're giving the phenomenon or that you're giving the exercise. Like, that might be at the peak of freshness or the high level of natural <laughs> freshness. Yeah. And then once you know that it works, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, well, come on, Sigil, let me just get that you, done. You start to expect. Yeah, you, and, and the attention... once you expect, it's almost like, oh, no, no. There's, there's a lot the of layers on Sigils, too. Yeah. Well, you're, like, you're not putting the plan. There's a lot of layers on Sigils, too. One is the layer of, I think I'm affecting the outside world to conform with my will. But there's also the other layer of getting yourself out of your own damn way. That's yeah. a very important yeah, part yeah, of it, too. No, and these are working, I think, to some greater or lesser extent, depending if it's if it's successful. A little, Some of it's external and some of it's internal. Mm -hmm. It's always somewhat internal, but 
you know, it's uh, if you, th- it's weird if you think you want to do something and you want to do it really bad, and if you approach it, um, I guess not as emotionally as you th- as as you normally would. Like that's what a sigil's for: it's to take all your emotion and everything and put it into something that is representational of your wish and your emotion. And what you're supposed to do with the sigil is make it and then burn it. Yeah, or forget about it, or yeah, or forget about it because then that pulls some of your desire out of it because the desire gets in your way of manifesting that thing. You I know? Don't, I, or you can look at it externally like, oh, I'm, the universe doesn't you know doesn't listen to me unless I'm pure in my, you know. You're trying too hard. Hey, yeah. sirens! It's the yeah, sirens! The sirens! Yeah. I haven't heard Manifest. sirens here prior to tonight, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're great. I'm sure. It's a paramania miracle. Yeah, we manifested. We, we manifested someone's tragedy. Awesome, good job, guys. Someone being saved. Yeah. Oh Jesus, let's not talk about that. Yeah. Well, it, 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 more things will happen because when we were at the uh, uh, Devil's Gate, I was playing recordings of Alistair Crowley. <laughs> yeah, good job. <laughs> so my, my tri- I stopped yeah, them nice ten seconds before the end. Because I did not want them to be completed. What if the end is where he closes the exactly. gate? Exactly. The end is where he closes it out. No, no. It has left everything open. I don't know. Does the call of the second ether have to do with opening the gate at Devil's Gate or any gate for that matter? Somebody better answer for us because I may have, may have made a horrible mistake. Yeah. You know, it's fine. Where is Aaron David? <laughs> Aaron David, call us in. Yeah. All right. Help us still. Anybody else? Uh, are there more uh, questions on here? We've got, uh, well, since we started late, we've actually got 45 minutes. We've got plenty of time to pontificate, annoy people, and uh, fight with each other. Yeah. So, oh, well, well how's nobody, this, uh, other people? Oh, wow. How is it? Jesus H. It was, uh, Josh picked that bourbon. It's, it's, um, it's, it's pretty Close good. all of under Willet. Yeah, 114 proof. Yeah, that's first sip. My people are a bourbon people, but yeah, it's, it's a, an impression of the, my, of the Willet Distillery. They also make. But if anybody ever sees the uh, the bourbon bottle that looks like a genie bottle in a store, that's the Willet. Uh, that's the Willet bottle because it's actually modeled after this. They actually uh, ask uh, an Italian glassmaker to make these bottles in the shape of the still, the copper still that they have the have the. the uh, Josh, how many, uh, how many wishes did you get from that bottle? <laughs> oh, man. You, get, you get a lot of wishes, but a lot of broken dreams. <laughs> <laughs> and if you drink enough of it, you'll see Barbara Eden. No, they're, they're beautiful. They're beautiful. They're beautiful bottles. There was a Willet bottle there, right? Say when. The, the, the sort of like a, looks, it looks sort of like a bomb. Sort of like a, That's good. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Anybody else have uh, magical workings or uh, experiences mm. that seem to work? Well, do, or have experience with this? Asking an entity to show you something. What? How do you? What is that? Oh, is that a working? Yeah, is that a? Mm-hmm. I would yeah, think so, but that, that seems like you're externalizing a wish to something right. that you. Uh, well, no, I did a generic. I, I um, did a generic thing where I asked a particular entity to show me something. Where'd you go? And then I got in my car, and as I drove, I it was like, oh, I'm not going to take the route back that I would normally take. I'm going to take this other road. And then as I'm taking that other road, oh, what's that over there? And then as I drove over there, I'm finding little synchronicitous things. And that was how I found the quarry in Riverside, because I had asked St. Catherine slash Hecate to show me something. Oh, and and then I was uh, within 20 minutes I was stricken with pain and I could barely move my shoulder. I suffered through that for two days. Decided to go 
hike up Mount Rubidoux to the Peace Tower after looking at your uh, Weird California book the night before. And when I went up to the Peace Tower, I noticed that, uh, and when I was driving over there, I couldn't even turn to look behind me. And the pain is I bet. By the, I got up there, and as I'm going around the Peace Tower and looking inside and stuff, the pain went away. I had essentially a healing experience three days after being asked to show me something. Now, the only other time and place in the world I've ever had a healing experience was at Olam Tai Tambo. What's uh, that? What? What's Olam Tai Tambo? It's a site in Peru, right? Yeah. yeah. It's in Peru. It's like on the road to Machu Picchu. And... Yeah, just that that's another story, but it was a, a just a kind of white healing thing. But this thing I had asked to be shown something and I was taken to this quarry, which Greg has seen. And then three days later I go to a place across town. You know, the quarry's down, the tower's on a mountain which is up, which you know, so essentially they're physical opposites, right? And um, but they are connected on a if you lay a Fibonacci spiral across the city, they're going down the river Mount Rubino, it's connected. So there's all that stuff going on. But I had asked to be shown something and I had that experience. Yeah. What you know, is that a working or is that just an interaction? Uh I don't know. I mean you know what it is? I, I think it the model that works for you that is efficacious is the one that you should stay with if it is giving you the results that you want. No matter what the, you know, if you think it's you or the other thing or whatever, my view would be that you opened your mind up to something and sort of did a completion backwards with the future where you go, oh, this will be important to me, so you want to do that thing. And that these things were there for you because you saw in the future. Like remote viewing, when you, you, you yeah. see the thing that you remote viewed, you yeah. have to close that loop. Right. Like an improv working, you know, it's a, it's not a structured one, but it's still a working, I think. That's what I say. What do you say, friend Go Riley? Uh, what, what, what kind of how are you talking about? It's you, a, like, ask, uh, what what you guys have been talking about? I've had the same experiences, you know. You, it's like writing a book, you know. You have a yeah? something in your mind that you're pursuing, and you're manifesting you it into this reality, yeah. Right. Yeah, I believe. I mean, that's one example. Would you consider that a working? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Have you made any workings or manifestations, Zach? Paul? I have not yet manifested anything. Uh, oh, not consciously, on. anyway. Not consciously, I can't yeah. believe that. Yeah, well, you're probably right. I if mean, you uh, plan to do something and you do it, that's a manifestation. You manifested that's true. hanging out here. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Right. I have manifested. Some awesome backlighting. Oh, you were talking about Wi-Fi. You were talking about ego. And the classic thing about ego is whenever you lose something and you can't find it, and then you're just like a week later or hours later or something, and then you just move something and there it is. There it is. There it is. That's a classic example of, I think that's a classic example of not man- necessarily manifestation, but uh, our intention uh, once we go and let low the desire, the intention, it just appears because you don't want it anymore. You know, it's... And so it so, wants you. It wants you, that thing. It's like relationships. It, yeah, it, it's, mm-hmm. it's... I was looking for this, and I could not find it, but here I am. I don't need this, and there you are. Nobody ever wanted me in my relationships. I'm a charity case. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what about what about the... Me too, um, uh, uh, When you have a, a child, and let me yeah. give this example... Um, all my life, from the time I was in junior high up until you know 
I got into the spoof world, I I'd wanted to be a movie director. I love cinema. Mm-hmm. I I want to direct films. I would still love to direct films. Movies, 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 movies. Mm-hmm. So then you know, life goes. I have a son. Um, yes, I raised that son, and I raised that son watching movies and stuff. But I really have no way of controlling what he wants to be. And now he fell in love with movies, and that's actually what he's successfully pursuing is directing films and stuff. So was that a magical working? Did I um, uh, envision this being that would become my son? That I wasn't really thinking about me. I was envisioning this being um, that would do this, and therefore I help create this very being. And you know what I'm saying? I mean, yes, how, yes. How, you could say, yeah, there's some influence in nurturing there, and that I raised an art movie school and stuff. Here. But you know, really, Here, what he yeah. is is beyond my nurturing. And yet, is that yeah. so that could be a, a magical working. Yeah, well, he's a tulpa. My kids are yeah, tulpa. Yeah, sure. so many examples of magical workings where you wish for one thing and it comes true in a completely different way and kind of a not exactly what another, you envisioned, but it happened. My kid is a tulpa, a lifetime original movie. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, I, I killed it. I killed it. Oh, no, 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 no. You killed the tulpa. <laughs> we kill the tulpa to itself. Now it's a lot, uh, take note. All you need to banish a tulpa is a lifetime original movie reference. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like like uh, they sort of like guide the 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 articulation of all these fears and anxieties. But I mean, this great guy he's actually a killer or something like that. It's <laughs> yeah, we could tulpa up a dragon after Game of Thrones. Tulpa of a dragon? Yeah, Tulpa of a dragon. Hell, yeah, uh, I don't know about that. No, here's here's the, the, the strongest. I retract anti- that model of the so, lifetime original Tulpa. Let's parse sure. it out <laughs> a little bit. Let's parse it out a little bit. Because one of the strongest arguments I've heard, the anti-Tulpa argument that I've heard, is like, why don't I run into Luke Skywalker? Why don't I run into this xenomorph from you know aliens? Do you want to? Why don't, you don't want yeah. to, but like, but yeah. but people think about these things at such a level, especially now that Star Wars is as mainstream as football. Yeah. Um, like, why, why don't people run into these things at that level? Because there are people who, like, dedicate their lives to these things nowadays. Right. Yeah, that's true. You, um, but do they dedicate the their lives yeah. to having it manifest for real in their own lives? I think some do. Some do, yeah. Some do. But the people do manifest as Luke Skywalker in cosplay. Yeah, I mean, but, uh, no, no, no. This is not, this is not oh. some, like a dead ringer for... Cosplay yeah. is really close to manifesting. Well, I don't know. Somebody ought to do a doctoral thesis. Oh, God. Well, it's not the same thing. <laughs> How many people that man? How many people manifest something that they think is real out of a fantasy world that they're you know fans of? Well, I'd be more interested in like like having others manifest into it. Like I'm obsessed with Luke Skywalker, and then other people start dressing like. Well, but maybe t- maybe it ties into to the whole yeah, less for look, less look, results thing. Look right? what happened with Alan Moore. He writes V for Vendetta. The Chosky siblings make the movie, and now you see the guy Fox Musk. Literally all over the world. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's, universal it's, it's become it's taken on yeah. life it's, yeah. its own. Yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah, it's, you cannot it's kill or stop an idea. And then Mr. Robot. Well, you could dilute or or ignore it, or you can Ooh. divert Mr. its Robot. original intention. Yeah, it was the Guy Fox thing. Oh, okay. Mr. Robot mm-hmm. that killed the world. So I guess we, you could say that there are uh, thought forms or ideas that are more prone to proliferate than others, you know? And I feel that the ones that promote anarchy 
have a better chance to, you know, take root and become more powerful than than others. Give them mana rays. Give them mana rays. I don't know. How come? Batman is a pretty yeah, powerful one. The, the Joker is an excellent example of that. And who well, is it's, it's this idea of whatever this is, feeding off of chaos, yeah. feeding off of... And what? There's counter- well, it's an archetype. People can Why does right chaos and anarchy appeal to those it appeals to? It, to me, I don't find it appeal. It doesn't appeal to us. It appeals to it. Appeals to it. I must oh, admit that it okay. So, uh, yeah, like, uh, like a goose you, 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 And I, I understand the bits and pieces of it. Hmm. Yeah, but there's some people yeah. that you know. It's all they're just <laughs> that's what they're all about. That's what they're dedicated to. Yeah. It's the and same. It's this. It's the same. Well, let's all get in line, okay? For for the for the for the for the microphone. Yeah. No, was that harsher? No, it's. it's, I've been saying harsher stuff. Go ahead. Uh, It's it's Carlos's Carl. (laughs) You can't have number forty three. The Joker without Batman. Batman stands for it's it's the yin and the yang. The yin and the yang. Without without the two, you can't. The the Joker is. As been but ma- that's balance. See, I, I took, and balance and harmony is the nature of and, things, right? The yeah, but you also it. like the the but line. Too much of one of the like other. the the line. The line was said. Some people just want to see the world burn. Something. But but we have we have all the order. We have order in spades, guys. We got order for days. I, like so, the idea is that like perhaps the fact that we are looking at something that is chaotic, it takes. Because because we don't have it in our lives, on a in just generally speaking, you know, at a governmental personal level, yeah, um, we it, do. It's some more, people's lives do not well, have order. Whatsoever. Okay, yeah. Oh, you mean as you're uh, saying it's balancing? Uh, but, but I'm saying like we live with. You're confusing anarchy, which is political, a political ideology uh, with chaos, yeah. which is energy of the universe that yeah. can be used for. What if chaos a sort of order that we yeah. just can't uh, understand? That makes sense. Okay, and tapping that into that, ca- that's just an inter- you can channel we, we, that in different ways. Also, to it? yeah, also to me, chaos is a cure for stagnation. You know, when a system becomes you know oh, okay. too static, you, you know, so stagnant that it doesn't can evolve into newer the ideas. useful energy that it's uh, yeah. anarchy uh, means a lot of you know uh, bomb wielding psychos yeah. or. Yeah. It also means quantum physics, which takes 80 years to overturn some of the, you know, that's the anarchy for classic physics. But but I think this is a useful metaphor for why, like, why symbols of order do not tend to manifest themselves like this, right? Symbols of chaos tend to manifest themselves. Clowns, um, you know... Or, uh, well, more well, clowns. Well, <laughs> I, I, I always thought they're clowns. So wait, more fun. Uh, well, hold on. Like the SWAT teams didn't always exist. We didn't have uh, folks in black sinister armor ready to swoop in and stop bad guys. Like that's that's a new thing. That's like since like the seventies or eighties. So those did uh, come into manifestation, and uh, but we haven't seen any unless we're going to consider a certain billionaire. Uh, intervening no, to change that, stuff. No, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, sorry, sorry, uh, the, the we are seeing people like uh, the Aurora school shooter who was dressed as the Joker. We've seen other various uh, miscreants dressed as the Joker causing crimes. We haven't seen anyone dressed like Batman. No, yes. but, but we do have Elon, Elon Musk, which is like the real-life version of Iron Man. <laughs> it's true. But, uh, it, he appeared in Iron okay, Man 2, but, but that's one. But, uh, but, uh, <laughs> oh, that's one. But there, no, is a, uh, there is a Batman. There really is a Batman in Russia. We haven't seen one locally, but uh, but okay. So there's one over there. But uh, I'm just gonna feel free to comment. We have we do have people so, manifesting as the Joker out of nowhere. Sense. 
Uh, but we don't see because anyone doing the, the Batman thing. Is chaos easier than order? Therefore, that's, that's why we question. see it. This conversation just leveled up, folks. Well, of course. So, yeah, it's not yeah. like order is some freakish. We think we have control. Thing. We it's think we have order. It's like reality. Yeah, exactly. We don't know what it really is. There's a conspicuous manifestation of chaos in the discussion. It's positive energy. It's energy that's being. Energy is neither good nor bad. Energy is neither positive nor negative. It just it's is. Out. It just is. Exactly. It's the way you use it. That's is order yeah. the status quo or is chaos the status quo? Both. Both. I, I would think that the balance. I would think that it's all about. There's this great, great order. Facebook meme. Words that you normally won't see out of my, out of my mouth. But um, <laughs> great Facebook meme of of someone taking a leaf and they have the leaf and they say order. And then they have the leaf where all the tw- all the uh, stems of the leaf are broken off and, and arranged by size, and it says chaos. Order is the prevailing form of chaos in society. Oh, that's good. Oh. That was a discordian thing. Stop the show. Here's, Stop the, the, show. Show. Here's the mic. You can drop it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah, it's, 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 I think viewing this like... Uh, Shit, viewing this di- in, as a dichotomy is, is, is wrong from the outset. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's the way that we yeah. have this manichaistic way to to look into things black or white. But we're still oh, describing oh, this. Oh, that brings in a trichotomy, if that's a word. Nimza it is now. Nimza. It's Nimza. When you have uh, J- J- Joseph Farrell's uh, uh, topographical metaphor, which is the three elemental thing, where you have, um, and I hope I get this right, but the, there there's order. There's chaos, and, there's and the, then there's us, the, the common surface. We are the common surface of the order and the chaos, and so therefore what manifests is what happens through that common surface. We are the ones who can choose uh, nice. uh, uh, what wolf to feed. That's funny, I just answered somebody. We are instruments for these chaotic slash ordered manifestations. Yeah. Instruments and well, the, and the receivers, and that feels and a canvas. little bit like the the, the concept yes. of of, uh, of God, for lack of a better term, um, wanting to experience the world through yes. us, right? It's yes. sort of yeah. You don't know what you don't if you're God, you don't know what being God is till you know what not yeah. being God is. Yeah, so we, like, we are we, we are tools for like. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Steve's making faces. So uh, I, I am making faces, but I don't want to be. First. It's because Steve is like five, he's like a chess player in terms of conversations. But five steps ahead of us. That's yeah. not. Uh, I don't know where you guys are going. I can't be five <laughs> steps ahead of you. Oh come um, on! It's, try, it's a compliment. Take it's, it. I, I, it's a compliment. Take it. It's a lot of hard with ten people in the room. Um, You're an idiot. Yeah, I'm not, I don't know. Like uh, with all due respect. Uh, Adam, no rightly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like uh, order is the prevailing form of chaos. That's a discordian. Uh, concept designed to go and sort of like paralyze the forces of order. I don't know we should accept the Discordian's word on what order is. I think they're motivated. Oh, he's attacking you. Them's fine. What you're saying is that he's a Discordian double agent infiltrating. Uh-huh. 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 You've been unmasked, Adam. Infiltrating us. He works for the Baptist Church and he's in here sowing discord. It's all the sweeter to say it openly. Is it not? Or what do you think a typical discordian would say? Leave me out of this. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 oh! I, oh the that is, is joking, of course. <laughs> You're very Bruce Willis the way you do that. It's kind of like... That, but that, but that, that's a, I, th- I feel like it's a very discordian response. Is that right? 
Well, I don't know. I think O'Reilly's a slackmaster. Like order is the prevailing form of chaos. That is uh, that's like a discordian proverb designed to sort of paralyze and negate the forces of order. Oh, there's a The true face reveals itself. It seems like a giggle of of affirmation. No, no, he's laughing at you, not with you. It's okay. I'm joking. Of course. I haven't come back yet. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking forward to to you. New question. What's the next question? Yeah. Keep it, keep it, keep the blood flowing. Not about a tulpa. You you, you t- keep <laughs> track of these, Carlos. Oh, I'm trying. Uh, oh, there was. Uh, 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 yeah, who was it? Our, our one Japanese yeah, listener has a question. Yeah, we need answers. Where's the ice fishing? There is a uh, there the is a question um, that we we had. Um, I tried to get Banal to do it, but he didn't. Uh, so. I'm good. Sorry. Cross talk. Sorry. Hashtag. It's, it's part there, of the. There was a question way up at the top here. I'll find it. Go ahead. Nines had a question about tulpas. No, no, no more tulpas. No more tulpas. Sorry, nines. Prediction? Tulpa is the new dog man. That's that's the prediction. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, nines. Uh, <laughs> At least they can manifest infinitely and they're still consistent unto themselves. Dog man is so 2016, you guys. Uh, okay. Tulpas are 2017. We, we can't... Well, let me see if I can find this. But we can... Uh, Talk about what happened this weekend. Although you know, I don't want to do this. You were here, didn't you? The no, thing is, what I wanted, I, as I said to Karen Totten on here, is if you want to come to Paramania to be one, ask one. Yeah, no, it's, know, it's, it has nothing. To, it has everything to do with can you make it here and all that, and and nothing to do with exclusivity or anything of that. No, it's nature. It's, and I, also I, somewhat to do with we can't get three hundred people showing up, or it's going to be unwieldy, and it's not going to be. Oh it it won't be what it is. Talk about chaos. But, yeah. No, it's it, it's my thing is like you know. For instance, the, the thing about the thing about Paramania is that you get to spend this. This is guys. This is Paramania. Like yes, this is except it's being broadcast. This, is, this, this has happened for this has happened for three nights before. Yeah, this. Like yeah. so. Wait, wait, wait. You're saying this is it? Well, and you were here. <laughs> no, you 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 were here. Nice guys. <laughs> you were you were here because you you tapped out uh, on the first couple nights, but I know in a hard time. Um, but um, this is this is what it is, and it's it's a chance to. If if you want to interact with people with uh, people who are like th- like speakers, I'm elevating myself. But if you want to interact with speakers or people who like have have done stuff or are on podcasts um, at a uh, at a conference, it, it it's you get like ten minutes. But this is this is like you are you are here with us doing stuff. You have more time is, with the speakers than you could than you yeah. Than you will you, you, no, you will find that you hate the speakers and you want to leave. Yes. That's the thing. You, you can know. sleep with the speakers. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I wasn't gonna go there, but you can sleep with them. The RPJ Josh Cushion slash fic has come to life because we are sharing the same bed every night. Oh, my um, oh now it comes out. But uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, it's and this is what I think we all really want, is to have conversations like this. Yeah, we you know, it, we're trying to make it real easy, whereas normally you'd have to, like, start a podcast or something. We try to make it real easy, and, and we try to make it real easy, and nobody wants to go. <laughs> it's not that easy. Sometimes you have to you have to buy a ticket, come out here, put yourself up. But normally, all you have to buy a plane ticket and come out here and put yourself up and pay for the stupid convention. Every too. practical match is... Every magical practice takes an amount of effort. Right. Sure. For instance, how how'd you guys like Friday night? 
Oh my gosh, that was Friday amazing. Friday night was transcendent. Let's talk Word. about Clifton. Let's, oh, Zach, uh, tell us about Clifton. Come on. Describe Clifton's in like 25 words or less to... Clifton's is Clif- classic Clif- L.A. wrapped in an enigma. What do you think? Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Oh, you know, it's, it's, I, I said Lumberjack's Fever Dream topped by a gothic... Uh, uh, Respite topped by a tiki fever dream. <laughs> it's like, it's just, it's, it's crazy. It's, 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 it's typical California freneticism. It, uh, it, Hermeticism. Freneticism. Frenetic. It has a, California has a chaotic, has a frenetic and chaotic energy in. That's exactly what you're coming here for. If you're, but, com- if you're coming for anything else, LA energy. Yeah, but we got that. Yeah, that was Southern California energy. Southern California. But there was you see a lot of theme park stuff going on in Clifton's, which came to life in that 1930s through 50s fantasy architecture. Let's create a dream and have it manifest. Kind of thing. Kind of thing that was going it's on. It's Jumanji. All I have to say is that all I have to say is that if you tried to see the Par- the Paramania crew at 11 p.m., you had to stand in line and wait. For the That's all I'm saying. Metro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This yeah. is a uh, cafeteria slash bar complex downtown that used to be was built in the 30s. Was a cafeteria. Basically, their their policy was pay as much as you can, which was their <laughs> policy for many years, and people did not abuse it generally. Um, and it was a cafeteria, so you got a tray, you went in cafeteria, like you know. Um, um, got your uh, stuff. Yeah, got your stuff. Uh, uh, animal, uh, animal house, Bluto style, and <laughs> took it up to the front and paid for it. Um, now they, you know, this uh, hipster dude took it over after it had been defunct for a couple of years, fixed it all up, shined everything up, left a lot of the stuffed animals in there to his credit, and turned some of the upper floors, which used to be dining rooms, into various levels of bars. That that. The atrium in the middle, where you can go all the way top to the third floor and look down, that wasn't there before. Oh, wow. It was three distinct floors. (laughs) (laughs) So. Jesus Christ. And, uh. Uh oh. Zopoli wants to call in. Z Copley wants to call in. You know what you should probably do is call in on somebody's phone, uh, Zach, and then we'll just mic it. But don't that, call on mine. Not Micah, Micah. But the Clifton thing, we got to experience that after having like a conference with un like you know, a little mini set of talks with unpublished material amongst yeah. each other. Uh, you yeah, know. and we also have a, a night. I mean, a, a gathering for having talks as if you're having a conference. And people pres- which we are, technically. Yeah. and anybody can present. Yeah, you yeah, sure. kind of have to tell us what you're going to do beforehand. But, uh, tell the host, whoever the host yeah. is for that year. Although tell the presentations, right? Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Although, like, you, like, I told, like, my idea, uh, maybe, like, a half hour before we started, so it's not like it's, it doesn't have to get approved that yes. much. So, but yeah, so the, the combination of the amazing night, uh, you know, with top-notch paranormal stuff, talk, blather, just like you're hearing now. <laughs> oh, you know what? Zach cannot, Zach Copley cannot call by his cell phone because he's on a plane. You can't use your cell phone on a plane. He wants to use his call, phone to call Skype or FaceTime or something like that. Yeah. Which I can't run the audio through this. Does anyone have the Skype app on their phone? Yeah, somebody have a Skype app on their phone? Uh, what happens when you put that in speaker? Oh! That's a funny yeah, noise. Call. Resourceful. On the speaker? Car line. United Zach. States Air Force. There we go. Listen, listen he's on the plane! <laughs> Caller. Caller, go ahead. Uh, Oh! Is that actually Zach? Say again, caller. Say again. 
We can hear you. Yes, we can, Zach. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm at I'm at thirty thousand feet. Drinking a beer, and I've been listening to the show. It's been it sounds great. Uh, I just I I had to do this. I had to call in just to get this done to show that we could do this crazy paramedia. <laughs> Uh, like I don't know, super technology move. So yeah. here I am. This is the first time we've had somebody call into the show that's on an airplane, thirty thousand feet in the air. This is perfect. With the with the secret space how, program, yeah. Uh, podcast. <laughs> how, uh, what was your favorite uh, thing that happened this weekend, there, uh, Zach? Jeez. Uh, well, my favorite is always uh, just the the after event hangouts when we're drinking and stuff. But Clifton's was an amazing. Unforgettable experience that I will be talking about for years. So, <laughs> and I'll have to come back. All right. Well, so, when you with do, the please. Show, with the burlesque show that just spontaneously suddenly happened with the uh, mirrored door that led up a Warren Rabbit of, of stairs to a tiki bar with a boat in it to the uh, insane uh, kind of loungy a- atmosphere and the, the Bathroom attendant who gave me cigarettes. All <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> well, so, you, maybe that's my favorite. All right. When you come back, we'll go again, and uh, I'll take you on the rest of the Weird California, uh, Weird LA tour. I gave people some people that know I give gave some of my Weird LA tour that I was holding in abeyance because I was going to actually start it as a business, and I didn't. But now I can show friends around, which is great. Um, oh, you, you should. You should. You should start yes. that business. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Well, um, and also, I want to apologize to. Uh, I, I want to say uh, oh. I, I rode around in the car all day with Adam Go Rightly, and uh, and thank you, Carlos, for being the driver. But um, I feel bad because I was so hungover from Clifton's. <laughs> Actually, no, it was Clifton's. It was the night before. I kind of confused, but two day hangover uh, that I was a terrible conversationalist. Yeah, exactly. Clifton's service was like so, carpet bomb on all of it. I had had the, uh, uh, I, I just feel that I, oh. I, I could have had productive oh. conversations with Adam, and instead I just probably bored him to death. So, or, or I, maybe not, I don't know. But anyway, I just want to say that. <laughs> well, thanks. I, I'm still amazed that somebody's calling us from an aircraft. <laughs> wow, man. I can't this believe this works. Yeah, I'm I, drinking a beer. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> a, what beer are you drinking? <laughs> What are you drinking? It's an IPA from uh, 21st... It's a 21st Amendment... I've had that. Um, Brew Free or Die IPA. Oh, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Tell yeah. her to ask the phone. Zach, I enjoyed your... <laughs> did, did you guys... Oh, did... And, oh go and ahead. Zach, yeah. Zach, put the pilot on the phone. Go to the cabin. Zach... Don't do that. Hey, Zach, I enjoyed your company. No, I was never bored. Zach, I enjoyed your company immensely. I was never bored. Thank Zach. you. I'm so glad. <laughs> 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 well, next time, maybe I'll be 
I'll, I'll have something interesting to say. And you it'll be even more enjoyable. So. Cut it out. Oh, God, you're just like the rest of, or some of the rest of All it. right. <laughs> Your stories were fascinating. Like, uh, like utterly fascinating. If only we could retell them here, but we can't. It's we can't. They're, they're just too controversial. Yeah, <laughs> they are. They are. They are. Liquor squirrel is not for the masses. Did you guys, Liquor did you guys squirrel open pig. The Liquor pig squirrel. Did you? Open? Oh yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. What? Oh no, that's a terrible story. Did you open the mead? <laughs> oh no, we didn't crack the mead yet. We love you, Zach. We love oh, you, Zach. I love you guys love too. You, all right, I'll let you go because I am landing now, so I, <laughs> I'll, I'll wrap it up. This is amazing. <laughs> All right, well, uh, this, is this is an amazing feat of technology. Yeah. Okay, cool. Thanks for calling in. That 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 was great. That's a first, and I hope not the last. And. Uh, well, and we'll right. we'll uh, communicate. All of us will communicate with you until next year, and we'll see you next year. All right, awesome. All right, all right. See ya. That was that was nuts. That was wonderful. Um, yeah, that was we threw them nuts. Yeah, <laughs> Zach is top notch. <laughs> Both the Zachs are. Yes, the, the Zach conspiracy uh, is uh, is alive and well, and we have, we welcome our new Zach overlords. And, and Copley, we still don't we still don't have a secret handshake. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell did we, we do these last two weeks? <laughs> two weeks. Two weeks. Like yeah. two weeks. No, it feels like it because, like, it's, I remember it in, it's just, it's, it's, it feels like it's we've had missing time. It's been yeah. the, the inverse, oh, the, the opposite, rather. Yeah. Opposite, <laughs> it's been like it feels like we're all, all going to go home yeah. and wake up, and we're going to realize <laughs> we've been at home for ten minutes. Yeah. Well, I was in Fairyland for like fifteen <laughs> years, and it was only five minutes. <laughs> you know, I smoked the DMT, and it was like. Uh, 15,000 years, but I was only gone for 10 minutes. Compression. <laughs> yeah. Time compression. <laughs> Time compression, yeah. yeah that's and, and that's what happens with Paramania. Yeah, and courtesy of uh, Zach Farr, we have uh, Paramania memes now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yes. Oh. Yeah. I hope your kids are happy. Fucking tar pits. Fucking tar pits. So, is the original photo somewhere out there that... Zach's going to post the original photo. And you to, can uh, meme it yourself. You can yeah. caption this meme. Here, let's, uh, let, uh, let's, you, let's post it to Randy Mysterioso. Your own meme. So, so the idea is that anytime, you, anytime you, you get fed up with something on, on a, a forum or something, you can say, hope you kids are, kids are happy. Here's disclosure. <laughs> hope you kids are happy. Here's, you know, underground bases. <laughs> Phil, I'm gonna I'm gonna grab the um, the uh, uh, tar pit meme oh, yeah, yeah. and throw it on the uh, Radio Mysterioso page, and we'll post the original the tar pit uh, meme. You guys get a name, the tar pit meme. <laughs> tar pit meme. This is like uh, Homer, Did I just Simpson? say tar pit Homer meme? Simpson's father, where he's clenching his fence. <laughs> it's like a lion, the witch, and the Grandpa wardrobe. Here, the tar pit yeah. meme. Oh, the the other thing that I really enjoyed and that I was amazed that we did was we went into the uh, Ethereum Society. Uh, oh, we forgot about that. Yeah, how did you guys like the Ethereum Society? <laughs> for, for me, it, it, it contextualized contacty lore. Yeah. Which is my thing, because you hear about, like, oh, so-and-so... Uh, had this experience and they founded a religion on it and it was like it, it seems very distant but like for me it completely contextualized that it was like valuable in that experience well yeah because like the Ethereum Society being a uh, UFO contacty uh, religion yeah. group, religious group some I don't probably not a cult they don't seem mean 
But, uh, yeah, they're a, a UFO-based religious group here in Los Angeles. And it started... Sort of in- it's a... Uh, some would say. Some would say. I know. And some might. Don't use the C word. Anyway. Uh, yeah, they were, they're, the they're incredibly kind, right? Incredibly kind, yes. we starving. Yeah, we show up and they treated us with uh, yes, utter kindness, utter openness. Let us buy polo shirts. They have great <laughs> selections in uh, hot teas. Yeah, they, it was like Grandma's house. It, yeah, really, it yeah. smelled like Grandma's house. And they were as kind as Grandma. Are they so kind on the kind circle that they've circled back around to... No, no, not at all. No, no, this is 150% Ernest. This is so Ernest. 150% Ernesto. If you're listening, hi, Ernesto. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and so it's like, oh, this is actual UFO-based religion. You know, like we read about the kinds of lives that started it. George King. Oh, okay. In fact, I went to the door, and Ernesto, the guy that met us there, completely 100% Match. Yeah, yeah, out, yeah, yeah match. And out of the blue, we didn't call beforehand anything because I never have. And as soon as I, as I mentioned that I'd seen George King, he like, and the, I knew the guy that used to run it after George King died. He melted and said, "Oh, come!" On. I mean, I think he would have anyway. Mm-hmm. But that just made him like, "Oh, you saw the master George King." You know, you you are truly blessed. And at that moment, when he said that, I felt truly blessed. It's 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 what it's it's. So, as a Christian, it's what you don't find at Christian churches. Yeah, you don't find yeah. It at Baptist churches. Yeah. That, that sort of openness, that sort of openness, and welcome, welcoming without energy, being right? pushing, without being like, yeah. oh no, they didn't care if we so, joined or anything. Here's my George Chin chick track, you know. Why it or don't? They say, yeah. okay, we believe this and this and this. Please don't get chick tracks. We have no society. Those are awesome. King tracks, but guys, I think the philosophy which we bought our own king tracks. <laughs> chick tracks, yeah. yeah, or king tracks, yeah. yeah. Um, but the idea is that, which I think is probably admirable and should be sort of replicated, is that yes. like Example. this is our view of the world. We're pretty sure that this is the way it is. You you exist in it, therefore you should be a part of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. as opposed to like buy into our narrative, you know, or else. Well, well yeah, that's the argument. They're not a cult that they weren't pushy at all. No, yeah, that's yeah. the argument exactly. And if people want to leave, they let them leave. They, they don't care. <laughs> yeah, there was uh, there was no sleep deprivation. There was no food deprivation <laughs> that we could tell. Well, <laughs> we just scratched the surface. Well, we, uh, no, no sleep deprivation. We did not induce upon ourselves. I, I have been but visiting and talking to them. Wearing a shirt, you're a cult member. Now, yeah, so. it's. Uh, oh, well, I'm, 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 well, I have one. As one open infiltrator to another, how are you doing? We started uh, about an hour and 50 minutes ago. Do you want to talk about... Oh, a, a little bit about today, too. We went, Guys, how's it going? My name's Craig. Good to be here. Uh, Craig, are you from the hotel? No, he's with no, me. No, from West okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're A friend of uh, uh, Carlos's came That's in right now. We're, we're broadcasting still. we got about probably about awesome. 10 minutes left. Yeah, not at the moment. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you were an animal, what animal would you be? <laughs> oh, man. In the current state where uh, I have two teenage daughters at home, I'm feeling a little platypus-like. <laughs> you know? Um, maybe in a few years I can evolve. We can work with that. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for your candor. <laughs> uh, what, what the hell did we do today? Oh, Devil's Gate. We went to the Devil's Gate uh, in uh, Pasadena near JPL, where Jack Parsons uh, uh, tested rockets. The very first, uh, some of the very first liquid rockets. The first liquid rocket was uh, Robert Goddard, but they were trying to improve them, and they actually talked to Goddard. Anyway, 
um, somebody asked if there was any occult practices that he um, performed in the Devil's Gate area, and I said the only one I could think of was actually the invocation of the god Pan and various other invocations and poems he wrote before each uh, that he would recite before each rocket test, much to the amusement of the other people working on the rockets. Possibly for negating his doubt. What? Negating his doubt? For negating with his doubt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That, that might have been part of it, too. And we went to the Suicide Bridge, which is, uh, a, a look it up, Pasadena Suicide Bridge, and... Um, and a balloon house, which was not not mentionable, but fun. And then finally, the Bradbury Building, yep. uh, famous from uh, Blade Runner, basically, and many other uh, uh, films. Well, so we went, uh, tried to went to try to go to the Griffith Observatory. Yeah, but there were too many people observatory. Yes, but there were too many people up there, and we basically just got some nice views of LA going up and down. Oh, and then I, I found a place where you could take a picture of the Hollywood sign. Oh, right on. That's right. Or, oh, you weren't in the car. I'm sorry. You know, I, I drove up some streets that we could actually see. Yes, it's, I was I was getting the drinks and mixers ready. Yeah. So there was some Hollywood LA tourist stuff, but uh, basically from my point of view, um, because I'm selfish and you were my guests. <laughs> We do appreciate your curation of Los yeah. Angeles, yeah. despite our struggle. I, I, I'm about to pour my drink out onto the floor for uh, Greg Bishop. <laughs> Don't. This is, I have to pay for this floor. <laughs> no, but, but, but just as his predecessor before him, Steve Ray, uh, Greg has been an exceptional host and exceptionally self-sacrificing individual who has... Um, Especially those tar pits. Plays <laughs> tar pits, man. <laughs> fucking tar pits. Fucking, ah, fucking tar pits. There oh, they are. But all things are great. Um, but um, Greg has been very self-sacrificing um, in terms of like putting the needs of others before his. And Time and that, money invested. Yes. In order to, yeah. You know, make this uh, truly a memorable experience. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I think that uh, the, the proper way to end this radio mysterious or broadcast, if we're ready, is sure, to sure. toast to, our, to, to Greg Bishop, who has kicked some fucking ass. Quite right. so, quite so. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Oh, you need to do One hell of a minivan driver. Saluting. Saluting. Sorry. It's a... Uh, Oh, it's Wait, not. Uh, my, my, my wrist gave out. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Clank. Clank Walter. Yeah. Uh, uh, Highness, uh, attention, uh, and patience, Rick. Thank you again. Who gets to pick the outro music? Oh, oh shit. shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the right pixie. Who oh, came farthest to be here? Uh, I'm from Georgia. Uh, Miguel did. Tim, but he's yeah, Miguel. No, no. Uh, my, 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 uh, ride was long. Have you ever picked a, a music before? <laughs> Zach has. Zach, 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 do it. Zach, yeah, Zach's yeah, never Zach. picked yeah, that. Yeah, music. Yeah, we all picked music. Yes. I'm feeling very punk at the moment, so sure. Janet Jones by the Clash. Oh! Craig Bishop, and you this, this particular show was not very. You had too many friends and insiders. It's not the. It's not professional broadcasting. Professional broadcasting. This was not a professional show. There was too much cross talk, and I just feel like it was not a representation of where you should, you thought you should go or where you thought he is. And I am I am unsubscribing from you on iTunes. <laughs> And you ruined the, you ruined the goddamn shit. franchise. Yeah. Why did Carlos allow this angry caller through at the very end? No, it was Josh fucking Cushion. What? <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. We actually held the exact same amount of listeners that I usually have, between 10 and 20, which is nice. That's so, exact. 
if, if, if we did this every exactly <laughs> between ten and twenty, if this yeah. should happen every Sunday, we'd be as big as fucking cereal. Cereal between somewhere between ten and twenty doesn't sound exact. It's pretty exact. If you if you want hundreds, it's pretty exact. So there will be one a little switch, and then we will hear uh, Janie Jones by the Clash off their first album, courtesy of Zach Farr. Zach to Zach Farr, everyone. Yeah, to Zach. Who also also who transmission? the American without without whom this transmission could not have been possible. I suggested he who came farthest. Should Ooh. suggest the music and it ended up being Zach and Far. Yes. Oh, the, the, enabler, far. the enabler of Thank the conversation is Zach Far. Like, this is not, mm-hmm. yeah. What sacrifices that of Alright, thanks yes. very much. Uh, in, in a second, here's uh, uh, Zach Far's uh, selection of Janie Jones here on Radio Mysterioso. Everyone, he got a fault, I'll see that. They just won't run without fewer. 